Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Today, we are so blessed that you're joining us. You know, I've been blessed over the years with been able to interview many influential people on this podcast. And I've interviewed several people over the years that you may have seen on TV or heard on the radio or speak at conferences, etc. But it's not often that I'm able to interview someone who not only loves the Lord, but shares my passion for things related to military service. After all, after all I mean, we are in the army of the Lord. Amen. And my training and tactics of military strategies are, are things that I relate to all the time while preaching. And often, to the chagrin of my family is somebody will mention something and I'll respond with, Oh, that's a cavalry tactic. And it means that, you know, and they just get upset with that, but that's okay. I still do it. Anyway, my guest today is just such a person. He is well-known, especially for those born in the late 1990s. And it is my privilege to interview, to introduce our guest today, Barney, the dinosaur, Barney. Welcome. (laughs) Hello there, everybody. (laughs) I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Even the Apostle Paul says, bear with me in my folly. Praise the Lord. (laughs) And for those of you who do not watch the video, but you're just listening, you're like, what is going on, right? (laughs) What just happened? That's right. My guest today has been the voice of Barney, uh, though, and, and among many others, Chuck E. Cheese, as well as Barney. He even had multiple voiceovers in the smash hit Dragon Ball Z. He has also been the voiceover artist for celebrities such as Martha Stewart, Chuck Swindoll, and others. But most importantly, he spent his last 30 years in various aspects of ministry serving the Most High God and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Duncan Brannon is also the author of a magnificent book, The Soldier Code, Ancient Warrior Wisdom for Modern-Day Christian Soldiers. This book, which, like I started with, relates the the spiritual similarities of war with the natural, and understanding this relationship will make you a better soldier in the Army of the Lord. Help me welcome to the program, Duncan Brannon. Duncan, thank you so much for coming on our program today. Well, thanks so much for having me, Pastor Bob. It's an honor to be here. And wow, great introduction. You've done that a few times. <laughs> uh, a couple, yeah. I've done it a couple. I never, I never introduced Barney before, though. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. General Barney might be a new one for everybody, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or Pastor Barney. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Or Pastor Chuck. <laughs> That's right. Hey there, De- everybody. Deacon How Chuck. How you doing? That's right. <laughs> uh, uh, Pastor, the, the first question. Question I always start with is this other than that brief introduction, which was fabulous. Uh, <laughs> can you tell us in your own words who is Duncan Brannon? Who is Duncan Brannon? So, oh, Duncan Ray Brannon is born and raised in Fort Worth, Texas. Marlena and I, my wife of uh, 29 years now, the second best thing that ever happened to me after Jesus. We've, we've lived here in Texas our whole life. 
Um, born and raised in Fort Worth, both of us. Matter of fact, we were born in the same hospital, Harris Hospital, just a Amen. month apart. Oh, I wow. joked that if it had been any closer, we could have tagged tagged up hands <laughs> as we were passing by in the hospital there. But uh, we've got two beautiful daughters, Kadra and uh, Carlisa. Um, just the joy of, of our lives. Kadra's a speech language pathologist with uh, Baylor Scott and White. Carlisa's a, t- uh, a SPED teacher, special education with uh, Farmers Branch Independent School District here. And uh, Rolanda, my lovely wife, she works there in the Fort Worth Stockyards. Amen. Yours truly, uh, working on working on being an author, right? Uh, but have uh, have been in ministry, like you said, last last thirty years now. But um, raised in a raised in a, a non Christian home, unbelieving home. Three other brothers, two older half brothers, one younger brother, and. Uh, so I grew up without Christ. I grew up with without that influence, but for a wonderful matriarch of our family, my grandmother. Uh, watch out for a praying grandmother. Oh boy! <laughs> there's, tell you. there's 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 no hope. You're doomed. Yeah, yep, that's a fact. <laughs> and uh, okay, so I, I had some spiritual roots there, but as far as exposure to the gospel, really, really didn't happen until I was 21 years old, and it happened within a within a domino revival of a series of party buddies that I had from college. These were. <laughs> Beer drinking, smoking, womanizing people just like myself at the time. And uh, I was working on a theater degree and had just finished, uh, matter of fact, doing Hamlet at the time, you know, oh, for wow. Sooth. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, my goal at the time was to go off, become a blockbuster motion picture star. So I'd studied fencing and fighting and theater and all sorts of things, you know, trying to become that triple threat, the dancer, the singer, the actor. Uh, and so forth. So you triple you know, threat. God had plans for those gifts, clearly. But I finished the show one night and went to uh, to see these old friends. And I walked in on a prayer meeting. Hmm. I mean, I knocked on the door. Nobody answered. I could hear people talking. And I walked right into the middle of a prayer meeting. And my friends, all of my partying, womanizing friends were down here on their knees. And I mean, they were praying till the cows came home. Wow. And it was one of those first Corinthians 14 moments where Paul talks about that if you if you all come together and you all prophesy, the secrets of the heart are revealed and that man will fall down on his knees and say, of a truth, God is in this place. I yeah. sensed something in that room that I had never felt before in my whole life. Praise the Lord. And it was it was powerful. It was moving. And before they, they didn't even know I'd walked in the room. They were still praying. I'm over here and I'm just looking at this spectacle and that anointing hit. And before they were even finished praying, I was on my face with my hands just covering my face. I felt such conviction. I literally felt a set of giant eyes like they were staring over the top of the wall and looking at me. And they finished praying. They look up and they go, hey, how are you? And I'm like, "Uh, what'd you do with my friends? (laughs) They sit me down in this chair, and one by one, they tell me, they say, hey, we got saved, we we love Jesus, and we've written all of these original songs, we're going to go on the road, we're, you know, we're going to share the gospel, we're going to sing about Christ, and I'm just, oh my goodness, would you like to hear our music? And I sat there in a chair for about the next hour or so, as they played song after song that was just wow. jam-packed with psalms, with Proverbs, Amen. with scripture, and it was it was... It was living water. 
that was rushing over me and felt I I felt like I had been a man in a desert parched and I was drinking something. Literally, I could feel myself being filled with something. I was just, wow, what is this? And they finished this set. They could see Holy Spirit working on me. They finished this set and they said, hey, um, we're going to step outside to talk for just a second. Um, Would you mind? And so I I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. If they run outside, of course, they're all working up the courage of who's going to ask him. <laughs> who's going to pop the question? And my friend Jeremy comes back in the door and says, hey, we're all out in the truck. You know, you want to you want to uh, go out and come out and talk to us. And I walk outside and I had not seen his new pickup truck. He had a Nissan hard body pickup truck. And I walk around the corner, sat down in the, in the back of a truck that I had just seen in a dream about a month before this. Oh, wow. I had been praying and I had asked God and I said, God, I believe you're real. I believe that you're there. I believe there's a heaven and a hell and I'm probably going to the second one. But who is this Jesus? Yeah. And I saw in a, a dream that night, this, this vision of what I learned later on as I opened scripture, the rapture of the church. And I walk around the corner and I sit down in this pickup truck and I'm going, whoa, what is going on here? And one by one, they began to share testimony. And then shared the Roman road. And it got back around to my friend Shay Green. And he he took hold of my hand. And boy, I always break when I get to this part. Because it's so real. He took my hand and he held it up. And he said, Duncan, you could never hold hands with anybody better than Jesus. His hands were pierced for you. He bled for you. He died for you. He loves you. Amen. And... I, I broke I, and I, I cried so hard. I couldn't even repeat the words of a sinner's prayer. I just yeah. nodded and cried everything. And that was April Amen. 13th, 1991 years ago. And that Amen. kind of set in motion this whole, <laughs> this whole process. Right. Yeah, I, so there's I a little bit about who I completely because my mine, I'm not going to get into the story, but that night, I mean, I just, I was weeping and crying and laughing all at the yeah. same time because I just yeah. got, flooded i I say god Mm -hmm. invaded my life that night you know so i know exactly what you're talking about you know you can't stop crying and and for me it was (laughs) tears of joy it's like you know i mean mean, and yeah oh praise the lord so i i immediately i immediately felt this call into into ministry Mm -hmm. um as a result and but i had this you know this education this theater background all this work that i had done and so forth and the lord told me he said put it down put down those dreams, put, put that down. And I'm glad that I obeyed. I, I, I obeyed him. I became a roadie for the band. So forth, began to follow them around, you know, of course, you know, began to disciple. I, I was just devouring large quantities of scripture at, at every portion. And just, of course, I had that amazing theater, you know, acting memory now. So I, I was memorizing just passages and passages mm-hmm. and so forth. Amen. But, uh, Two years later, they they asked me to become a, a part of the band and so forth. And then all of a sudden, these opportunities began to drop into my lap. Um, I had uh, gone to work at uh, Six Flags Over Texas doing the Crazy Horse Western show out there, singing and dancing and so forth. And an opportunity opened up in Phoenix, Arizona, for us to uh, do some walk-around characters for Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. And so we auditioned, went out there and so forth, landed the part, all that. And while we were out there, I was clowning around impersonating the voice of Chuck E. Cheese one day. And my friends, Robert and Jeremy had heard that they were about to re-audition for that part. Oh, and really? they said, they said, that's pretty good. You should, you should try out. 
I was like, well, I don't have an agent. I don't, I don't even, I don't have money for a demo. I can't do any of that. They're like, yeah, we got recording equipment, put something together. <laughs> and so I walked out into a garage. You can imagine the co- the acoustics of oh, this yeah. thing, <laughs> the sounds bouncing off the wall, but I just sat down. I prayed, felt like I had a green light from the Holy spirit. And I worked that voice nine ways to Sunday. Here's what he would sound like with, with less new Jersey and, you know, and then, and then less gravel in it. And here's what he'd sound like if it was a little bit more friendly and here's here's him singing route 66 and all these other songs and i just sent it in and then and yet another milestone happened i was having a bible study about a week or two later friend robert and i were sitting there and he just stopped in, in mid-sentence and said i have a word for you i said really he said yeah he said yes he said the lord says he's going to open this door into voiceover for you i said really he said, yes, he sees your heart. He sees that you're, you're devoted to him. And he's going to open this door and you're going to have an amazing opportunity to begin to share God, the gospel and with people and so forth. Amen. And here, here we go. Uh, just a few weeks later, I got a call from the Chuck E. Cheese corporate office with a vice president on the line and the director of entertainment saying, hey, we'd like to offer that job to you. Wow. Well, in the process of becoming the voice of Chuck E. Cheese, I met Bob West, who was the original voice of Barney the Dinosaur. Bob did two other voices with, 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 with among those characters. So we became friends. And then a couple of years later, four years later, when it was, when Barney was exploding onto the scene and becoming this phenomenon of children's entertainment, they needed more people to do the work because they were wearing out Bob West. Oh, wow. And so I heard about that audition, went and auditioned for that, landed that part. And they flew Bob off to Montreal, Canada so that he could start filming the movie. And I started uh, holding down the PBS series. So <laughs> one thing literally led right into another, just on the voiceover scene and so forth. And in the meantime, of course, you know, I was getting my, my seminary education in, in the background, studying systematic theology and, and, and hermeneutics and religion, original language at Tyndale seminary and so forth. And then years later returned because I felt that call to, pick it up again and Amen. did some time at Arizona state. So all of that going on at the same time, God is, God is amazing how it works. Amen. So if I got my calculations correctly, you were in the ministry while performing as Barney and Chuck E. Cheese. Yes, sir. I was. Amen. <laughs> and, and so Barney was a Christian. Me. Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, it allowed me, my brother-in-law, we were helping him with a church plant at the time, and I worked. I worked with him for five years, and it allowed me to preach the gospel for free. Barney was my tent making business, and yeah, and yeah. so we were we were creating all evangelistic plays. I worked as a men's pastor with him. I worked as a children's pastor. I worked as an I mean, wearing all those hats when you do a church plant and so forth. But Barney was helping fund all of that. <laughs> what what initially got you interested in doing voiceover? I know you said something about doing Hamlet in school or something like that. Mm-hmm. Is that what where the bug got you? You know, uh, honestly, I always had this fixation when I was a kid on Saturday morning cartoons. There was such a great lineup when I was a kid of Hanna-Barbera and Looney Tunes. Of course, I loved Looney. I still love Looney Tunes. Who doesn't love a good Bugs Bunny? Um, (laughs) But watching them when I was a kid, just mimicking them and, and so forth and you know, watching wacky races and other things like that. It just, it, 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 
tickled that gift inside of me, right? And I remember my younger brother and I, we started taking an interest in comic books and, and other things like at Transformers, G.I. Joe, and some other things. And I got the idea of watching those shows and, and understanding that it was people voicing it behind the scene and so forth of my little brother and I, we ought to make some stuff, Brad, let's, let's get together. And so we would break out the recorder, get out the, get out the record player. And I would throw on a, a musical score from like star Wars or something or empire strikes back, have that in the background, make my little Foley stage with, with vacuum cleaner pipes that we had pulled up so we could have <laughs> metal banging in the background and stuff, whatnot. And, and we just started recording all of these little episodes that, of, of stories that we wanted to build. And that 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 just it helped cultivate that gift, helped create more interest and, and inspiration oh, yeah. and so forth. That and of course, so it just cool. continued along right on the theater in school. And my mom was wonderful when I was a kid about encouraging those gifts. She didn't she didn't have that support when she was younger. She mm. had the same gifts and so forth. And when she saw them in me, she wanted to release me and 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 even help that. And so she encouraged me to do talent shows and help me prepare for them and memorize. Bill Cosby stand-ups, sketches, oh, and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, all man. of that. That is so awesome. That that is <laughs> that's that's great. Oh man, yeah. that's awesome. How did all of this background prepare you for ministry and what you're doing now? Oh goodness. So, I I think one obviously the. The theater background, of course, you got to get used to standing in front of people if you're going to to speak in the name of the Lord. And and you know, I, there's there's something to be said. I think so many ministers even would would benefit from a, a good semester in theater and you know public speaking classes and things like that. There's so many tools that you learn of that just help deal with the nervousness and the mindset and vocal dynamics and obviously all those things. And of course, while I was thinking that I was going to be, become this motion picture star, God knew what he had in mind. He wasn't like, okay, how do I get Duncan over here to over here? <laughs> he wasn't falling off the throne, as an old friend used to tell me. <laughs> he, he knew exactly what he was doing. And when that when that call happened, when those doors began to open up, it, it made perfect sense. My life began to make sense. And of course, I was head over heels in love with Christ and I wanted to tell everybody about him anyway. I, I wanted yeah. them to know. And, and, and then I had all this creativity and, and this ability to write and create plays and sketches and so forth. And it was just like, okay, I've got, he's given me a toolbox also. And so children's ministry, children's pastoring was the very first Jesus gig that I had there. And, and, and I loved it. I, I loved getting with those kids every week and putting together a message and of course, throwing in all these, these funny voices. And they're just going, what, what is, what is, who is this guy? And, then, <laughs> and they're going home and they're telling, you know, mom, you know, Barney taught us today and, and all of this. And, and of course I, for me, because I didn't grow up in the church, Bob, uh, another thing was, is I didn't have, I think, a lot of 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 some of those hangups that sometimes people come in if they had that raising. I looked at things like Marvel comics and other things like that, it's, it's stories of, of heroes and villains and so forth, and I saw parables there. I had read the gospel and I saw how Jesus in Matthew thirteen never taught the multitudes without a parable. That's right. Amen. That right. that powerful principle there I was like, okay, he spoke to them in their 
language. He spoke in, they, they had their hands all day in, in farming dirt and seeds and fish and nets and, and pearls of great price, all of these different things. Well, these are, these are my things. These are the things that he gave to me. And these are things that kids understand. These are things that adults understand. And so looking at movies and books and cartoons and all these things, I saw these different things and it just gave me inspiration as a pastor to begin to use those things. Okay, let's start with the familiar. Let's start with what people have watched, what people have read, what people have seen. And then let's say now, just like Jesus, the kingdom of heaven is like this. Amen. Yeah, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. That is awesome. Let's talk about your book, The Soldier Code, Ancient Warrior Wisdom for Modern Day Soldiers. Now, I read how you started down this path, and I find it interesting to hear the background and just how one nudge from like we were talking about before the recording, how one nudge from the Lord can do something that has huge spiritual impacts later. Uh, go huge. ahead and tell us how you started down this path. Yeah, so um, it, literally uh, just a little more than twenty years ago. You know, I'm a, I'm a book geek. No, no secret that I you know that I love to read. I was in a Barnes and Noble bookstore. I'd gone there looking for something else, another discipleship booklet at the time. And I was passing the military history section, the history section, huge section there in the military history section, passing that. And I just felt this prompt from Holy Spirit, stop. Okay. What, 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 do, what do you want to say to me, Jesus? Come over here. And it was, it was literally, stop, come over here. And as I walked, walked over towards this section, I was right in front of the military history section of the history uh, portion there and directly in front of a copy of Sun Tzu's Art of War. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm looking at this going, okay. And the Lord spoke very, very clearly, read it. Okay, I can do that. So I, <laughs> I picked it up, took it to the front, bought it. And as I went home and began to read this, I, it, it was just such a, a powerful and, and crazy set of weeks there because I was reading Sun Tzu's you know, 13 chapters of military maxims here. First, the very first statement that he makes is that war is a matter of vital importance to the state, the province of life or death, the road to survival or ruin, it is mandatory that it be thoroughly studied. Yeah. I read that and I was like, it's Ephesians 6, 12. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting here going, oh my goodness. And I start reading the rest of them, understanding terrain and the tactics of your foe and so forth. And I'm thinking, First Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. I'm going, what is going on here? What are you trying to show me, Jesus? And literally, just as I, I would read a, a chapter uh, or two a day, I would be I would just be out loud going, you got to be kidding me. Whoa, <laughs> just laughing out loud at, at, at this. And when I finished reading Sun Tzu and all of these principles, I saw all of those, all of the seamlessness between the natural warfare that Sun Tzu was talking about and our spiritual warfare. The tactics were the same. The principles were the same. We're just dealing with different realms and obviously a different enemy, a a worse enemy than what Sun Tzu ever faced. And I finished all of that and and I had, had my prayer time one day and I said, okay, Lord, I have a question. Sun Tzu is ancient Chinese military culture. If I go and study the samurai, Am I going to find lessons there also? And, you know, 
as I, as I note in the book, you know, I, I would love to tell everybody I heard this. <laughs> yes, Duncan, go start it now. You know, that didn't happen again. It was just another prompt. And the prompt that I felt there was almost, almost like father just folding his arms in this little s- smile, peeking at the corner of his mouth saying, go and see. Amen. Amen. And like a like a king, I did. I searched it out. It's the glory of God to conceal a matter. The honor of a king is to search it out, right? And Amen. so yeah. I did. And that led me into this study of the samurai and then the Spartan, then Vikings, knights, legions, legionaries, gladiators, and so forth. And 20 years later, <laughs> all of these, these, these teachings came out of it. Events came out of it and so forth. Lives were being changed. People were going back and changing how they did business. People were starting ministries. Uh, the ministry, the national ministry, Embrace Grace. Uh, I know the the founders, um, you know, Ryan and Amy Ford, so well. Um, Amy was on 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 an event that I was doing at the time with some of these teachings, mm. and got and got so much confirmation that she needed to go out and launch that ministry. Amen. As we were we we were studying the Vikings specifically on this particular teaching that just lit her up, and that 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 stigma that that prompting that the Vikings had of exploration. Yeah. A fearlessness to, to plunge into the unknown and the deep and to go out, to pursue a vision, to go to an unknown coastland, to plunder all of that. That was, that was such a powerful parable of what we do in evangelism. We yeah, are pressing amen. out into uncharted waters as a po- right. in the apostolic work. We are going out missional work. We're going out to uncharted coastlands. We are crashing those gates of hell for what? To plunder the kingdom of darkness. Amen. for the kingdom Amen. of God. And so you can Amen. see all of these things, it, again, just the translating so easily, so fluidly yeah. into the Christian pale. Just amazing. The Lord. Amen. Well, hey, folks, Pastor Bob here. We're all out of time for, this, for today's portion of this great interview with Pastor Duncan Brannon. I'm telling you, uh, you have to forgive us uh, for having a little bit of fun in the introduction. Uh, it's not every day that you get to interview Barney the Dinosaur, okay? But praise the Lord. Pastor uh, Brannon, is, oh, his book is just so awesome. Uh, I have been a student of military history for 40 plus years, tactics, military strategies and leadership, as well as the gospel. Yes. Praise the Lord. And in some of my sermons, I tend to, you know, use talk of strategy and, and different tactics and thing in the sermons as it relates to the word of God. But this pastor Brandon's book is the first time I've seen it put together in such a unique way. I highly, highly recommend you drop down into the show notes, click the links right there, order two, three copies, sew them out as gifts, give one to your pastor. This book is so great. You need to get your copy right now today. But I also have good news for you. This is just part one of what ended up as a great two-part interview. So be sure you come back for the next episode with Pastor Duncan Brandon and myself. Praise the Lord. I can't wait. I know what we're talking about, and I'm so excited because you are going to receive some great tidbits of wisdom as Pastor Brandon talks about the strategies of all these different warrior cultures from the history and relates it to what goes on in the body of Christ and the church today. You need this information. Come back for the next episode. Till then, this is Pastor Bob reminding you, be blessed in all that you do.
Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.